0: Thank you.
1: Good morning. Good morning. Oh, it is a gorgeous morning. You can do better. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Reflective of the beautiful weather outside, I appreciate that greeting. Welcome to Northminster Church this morning on this gorgeous, maybe fall day, hopefully. Might be the only week of it we get, but I hope you are enjoying the cooler temperatures. We finally turned our air conditioning off at our house, and it was glorious glad you are here today whether you're joining us in person or online we are honored by your presence I want to say a special word of welcome to anyone who's visiting with us today we're particularly glad that you are here hope that you will participate in all aspects of our worship service including communion we uh, have communion here at Northminster every week Um, there are instructions on the insert to your order of worship Um, so read those if you're not familiar or just follow the people around you they'll lead you the right direction If you are in need of gluten-free wafers as opposed to bread, get my attention. When you come up, I'll make sure that we have that for you. Then after worship, I hope you will stay for our time of fellowship that happens out in our narthex, and it's a nice time to get to know new people, uh, maybe talk to someone you haven't met before, have a little snack, and just spend some time together. So the big thing coming up on our calendar next Saturday, we are hosting Neela Pride's Fall Festival. Um, hopefully, everyone, all of you know that. Um, if you would like to volunteer, there are several ways you can do that. The first is to make a baked good. We are going to have a cakewalk, so we need uh, yummy things for that to give out to the kids. You can sign up to help shuttle people back and forth. Our parking lot's not very big, so we're going to have people park down at Planet Fitness, and we need to be able to get them back and forth. And then the other really big need is candy. Uh, for some reason, that just hasn't quite materialized in the donation. So, especially if you can't be here and you want to help, a bag or two of candy would be very, very welcome to make sure we sugar the kids up and then send them home. <laughs> so, if you have questions about that, come see me. Uh, Megan is here. Megan and Amanda are both here. Um, raise your hands, wave. Thank you. They didn't know I was going to do that. apologize for putting you on spot. Um, Ask me, talk to them, we'll be able to point you in the right direction. If you would like to volunteer to be here, that is fabulous too. Come let us know, we'll help you out. Uh, Also some wonderful news, a a little self-congratulatory, but I'm going to praise our choir for just a minute. That beautiful rendition of uh, You Will Be Found that they did from Dear Evan Hansen, we posted that on Facebook. It has over 800 views and it's been shared Dozens of times so choir if you ever doubt That we appreciate you and that what you're doing makes a difference That should tell you that it absolutely does Now onto less happy news um, Speaking of the news, I'm sure you have all seen uh, That there has been another outbreak of violence in the Middle East if you have not heard I will give you a very brief explanation Palestinian militants from the armed group Hamas launched a surprise coordinated attack on Israel by land, sea, and air yesterday morning. Israel has declared war in response with another Iran-backed group called Hezbollah attacking military targets in northern Israel from its positions in southern Lebanon early this morning. When I checked the news about an hour ago, the death toll is near 1,000 people. And this is just since yesterday. It's difficult to know what to make of more violence in the Middle East. It's difficult for us to um, know what to say. But especially when I don't know what to say in these sorts of circumstances, I turn to one of my favorite prayers of all time. It's the prayer of St. Francis, some of you will be familiar with. And I'd like for us to pray this together today. So let's pray. to be understood as to understand, and to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Lord, we pray this prayer today on behalf of our brothers and sisters in the Middle East, and we do so in the name of the one who came as the embodiment of peace. Amen. Now, let's take a deep breath together. Allow that breath to ground you in your seat. Put your feet flat on the floor. If that's helpful, close your eyes. Breathe in. And breathe in like a musician. Use your belly. Use your diaphragm. Don't lift your shoulders. Let your belly come out. As you breathe out, that belly will come back in. Breathe in again. Let your belly come back out. Breathe out one more time. No. In this moment, that you are loved by God exactly as you are. And then please join me in our call to worship. Wrestling. Powers beyond understanding. Sacred. Let us, wrestle. Let us worship that which is sacred. friends. I appreciate you not running. These floors are slippery. I don't want you to fall. So I want to talk to you today about a guy named Jacob. Have you ever heard of a guy named Jacob in the Bible? No? Okay, well, let me tell you about him. He was a twin. He had a twin brother, and he wasn't very nice to his twin brother. He actually really didn't treat his brother well at all. Now, I know none of you know what that's like. I know you're always kind to your siblings, but he, I heard a little giggle from the moms over there, Jacob was not very nice to his brother, and he found out that his brother was going to come see him, and he was really scared, because he was afraid his brother might, might fight with him. Um, so he sent people on ahead to meet his brother, thinking that would maybe help. He sent gifts, he sent animals, uh, he was hoping that his brother would be kinder to him. do you know what happened so they were gonna meet the next day and so Jacob was camping by a river and after he sent all of these presents to his brother he came back to where he was gonna sleep and the Bible says that he found a stranger there and this stranger wrestled with him all night does that sound like it would be a lot of fun no do you think you would be tired if you had to wrestle with somebody all night Yes, you would be very, very tired. You would need a break. So Jacob didn't know who this person was because it was really dark. He couldn't see the other man's face, but he eventually figured out he was wrestling with God. Now, I don't know if you have ever experienced anything like this. You're kind of young. Maybe you haven't wrestled with God yet. But sometimes after we make a bad choice, maybe not the best choice, We can be upset by what we did. Have you ever felt upset about something you did after it happened? Thought, oh, that maybe wasn't the right thing for me to do. It can sometimes be really bad when we go to bed and can keep us up at night. It can make us feel really sad. And we worry and we want to fix it or we worry about what our punishment is going to be. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah. Got in trouble and worried about the punishment? And you want to make it right, you want it to be better. Come sit back up here, let me see your face. And we may feel frightened because Jacob really did, he was really afraid, and it may seem like we are wrestling with something really hard that we don't know how to fix. But even when we don't quite know how to fix things, even when we aren't sure what's going to happen, we should keep going and try to make things right. We should try to fix something. We should apologize to people. We should try to mend our relationship, fix our relationship with that person. So that's the lesson of the story, is even when you mess up, even when you're not as kind as you could be, you should always go and try to fix that relationship with that person. Like, if I hurt your feelings, I always want to come to you and say, Melba, I'm sorry, I hurt your feelings. So I want you to think about that this week. I want you to think about, yeah, it can be scary to be in trouble. But the most important thing is that when we mess up, because we all do, is that we do what we can to fix it and to apologize and to continue to love that person. Does that make sense? A little bit? Okay. Try to do some of that this week, because I know that you can. All right. Now, turn around, face the congregation. This is the part where you are the leaders and they can't necessarily see you, so you're gonna have to be loud and sit on your bottoms, please. Thank you. All right, I will say the first line of our prayer. You say it back nice and loud. Ricky, scoot back for me, honey. Thank you. Adults, you are welcome to join in. I see the face of God in you. I see the face of God in you. The love of Christ comes shining through. And I am blessed to be with you. And I am blessed
0: to be with you.
1: O holy child of God. O holy child of God. Amen. You can go back to your seats now.
2: From the gospel according to mark they went to a place called gethsemane and jesus said to the disciples sit here while i pray he took with him peter and james and john and jesus began to be distressed and agitated he said to them my soul is deeply grieved even to death remain here and keep awake and going a little further he he threw himself on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour may pass from him. Jesus said, Abba, Father, for you all things are possible. Remove this cup from me, but whatever happens, let your will be done and not mine. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Amen.
1: pray together. Oh God, you are a God of close relationship, a God who sits down beside us, gets your hands dirty, and stays in it with us. But we we confess that we are tempted to treat you with kid gloves, to be careful what we say, holding back some of the whole truth just in case. Yet you reach out and draw us into full real presence you put your whole heart in and ask us to do the same so forgive us O God when we hold back because we don't want to be changed forgive us when we turn away because you don't fit our neat categories forgive us when we aren't willing to invest in our relationship with you wrestle away our idols our self-sufficiency our need to get our own way and bless us with a glimpse of your face and an abiding knowledge of your saving grace. We ask this in your most holy name. Amen. Amen.
2: A reading from Genesis. That night Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven children, and he crossed the Jabbok River. He sent them all ahead across the stream along with everything he had, but Jacob stayed behind, left alone in his distress and doubt. In the twilight of his anguish, an unknown man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw he was not winning the battle with Jacob, he struck Jacob on the hip socket, and Jacob's hip was thrown out of joint. The man told Jacob, Let me go, the dawn is breaking. Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. What's your name? the man asked. Jacob, he replied. The man said, You will no longer go by the name Jacob. From now on, your name will be Israel, because you have wrestled with God and humanity, and you have prevailed. Jacob then asked the man what his name was. The man replied, Why do you ask what my name is? Right then and right there, the man blessed Jacob. So Jacob called the place Peniel, because, as he said, I have come face to face with God, and yet my life was spared. The sun began to rise as Jacob passed by Penuel, limping because of his dislocated hip. And to this day, the Israelites do not eat the tendon attached near the hip socket of any animal, since that is where God struck Jacob when he dislocated his hip. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God.
1: pray together. Oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, and may we hear a word from you today. Amen. How do you define God? What I mean is what characteristics do you think God has? I don't want to over-humanize God. God is not a person. God is not a human. But if we're created in God's image, It makes sense that some elements of our nature come directly from the eternal. The biblical text tells us that God gets angry. We know Jesus wept upon learning of the death of his friend Lazarus, and we talk constantly of God's love at this church, and and it's intentional. But what other characteristics does God have? How should God be defined? Buckminster Fuller, an American architect and philosopher, once wrote this. God, to me, it seems, is a verb, not a noun, proper or improper. French writer and playwright Alfred Jerry, and I apologize for my lack of French, he described God as the tangential point between zero and infinity. Now, traditionally, Christianity teaches that God is omniscient, Omnipotent and unchangeable. If you grew up in church, you've probably heard those sorts of philosophical definitions of God before. But what if God doesn't fit so neatly into those categories? This morning's story of Jacob wrestling with a stranger is one that, among other things, should challenge how we think about God. But before we tackle that idea, let's remember. Where we are in the biblical story because we've zoomed ahead quite a bit from abraham and sarah who we talked about last week so if you've forgotten jacob is abraham and sarah's grandson and his name means trickster supplanter even heel grabber because he comes into the world holding on to his twin brother esau's foot second born not by much but still second born Jacob is his mother, Rebecca's favorite. And his long journey to where we find him today begins when he steals his brother Esau's birthright by hoodwinking their father, Isaac. Afraid for his life, after Esau discovers this deception, Jacob runs away, and he keeps running for decades. Along the way, he marries two women, sisters, Leah and Rachel. He gets into conflict with his father-in-law, Laban, from whom he also runs away, until they finally reach a peace treaty in the chapter just before this one. Now at peace with Laban, this morning's story finds Jacob yet again in fear of his brother Esau, who, despite Jacob's gifts that you heard he sent across the river, is planning to meet his younger brother the next morning with an army of 400 men. Always the trickster, Jacob sends his family and his possessions and his 11 children across the Jabbok River for protection and decides to wait alone for Esau. Uh, Commentator Dr. Amy Merrill-Willis points out that this is a rare event. Like most twins, Jacob has virtually never had a solitary moment. Since his conception, he has been tied up and entangled with at least one other human being at any given moment. But it's in these moments of solitude that Jacob encounters God. First, in Genesis 28, God comes to a sleeping Jacob in his dreams and makes a promise much like the one made to Abraham for land, the numerous descendants. Later, after Jacob is married, God again appears in his dreams, commanding him to return to his homeland. Then, in this third encounter, God comes posing as a dark and disguised threat. <laughs> Not a protector. It's important to note, however, that the text never identifies the stranger. This has led commentators to a variety of explanations over the centuries, such as the dark figure is Esau, come for vengeance, that the stranger is an angel, or, and I like this one a lot, that Jacob's inner demons have come calling. I quite like the idea of Jacob wrestling with himself, perhaps in his sleep, but that explanation doesn't quite explain how he wakes up with the lamp, unless he's like most of us over 30, he can hurt himself sleeping. <laughs> but despite the text's crypticness, it's clear that Jacob is attacked by this stranger without warning or reason. Jacob and the stranger wrestle and wrestle and wrestle, neither getting the upper hand. Then the stranger strikes Jacob on the hip, seriously injuring him, and yet Jacob wrestles on. Jacob refuses to relent when the stranger asks to be released at daybreak, unless the stranger will bless him, which seems an odd request to me. If you were attacked in the dark by a stranger, spent the whole night wrestling with him, and then sustained what would become a lifelong injury, wouldn't you be looking to get away from this person? Wouldn't you be desperate to be done with this person who had attacked you and then hurt you? But Joseph is just built differently. Perhaps recognizing the divine in this stranger, perhaps wanting something for having endured this unprovoked attack, perhaps needing some indication of the growth he was going through, Jacob demands a blessing. Now, there's an important detail to notice in this Jacob story before we go any further. This is the first time anyone in Jacob's family Abraham, his grandfather, Isaac, his father, Esau, his brother. This is the first time any of them have had to work for a blessing. Up to this point, God has blessed Jacob's family without anyone asking or anyone having to really do anything. But here with Jacob, the trickster, the hard-headed one, if you will, the blessing has to be worked for. And Jacob does get a blessing of a sort, He's told his name is no longer Jacob, it is Israel. For you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. Like the rest of the odd choices in this story, this sort of blessing, non blessing feels a little strange. This isn't really what Jacob asked for. Until you consider this renaming is an indication of the relationship that is growing between God and Jacob. God could have just won the wrestling match. Surely God is powerful enough to do that, but instead God shows mercy. God could have overwhelmed and overpowered Jacob without even touching him, but instead is fully engaged in this physical struggle. God could have sent Jacob off with kind of a standard sort of blessing, some nice words to make him feel good. But instead, God sees beyond Jacob's trickster nature, sees his determination, sees that Jacob has been changed by this encounter and gives him a new name. But is Jacob the only one changed by this midnight struggle? What if God is also changed by the encounter? For being in relationship with humans is still fairly new for God. Remember, this is just the third generation God has really been in a relationship with. And Jacob is nothing like his father or grandfather. What worked with them does not work with this hard-headed hoodwinker. So even if God showed up on that riverbank and engaged Jacob in the physical struggle to prove a point, to show dominance in the beginning, that is not how the night ends. A relationship, a path forward emerges Jacob demands something of God and God responds it might not be the verbal blessing Jacob likely hoped for but it isn't an indication of something far better than words that God is growing in this relationship just as Jacob is God is challenged and changed in this encounter and yet God is also faithful my friends the good news this morning is that while the God we see in this Genesis story is not one who fits neatly into those philosophical categories of being omniscient or omnipotent or unchangeable, this is a God who's in the fray, who is down here with us. This is a God who's committed to being in relationship with us, just like God was committed to being in relationship with Jacob. This is a God who might even be surprised to be wrestled to a draw, The God we see growing and evolving in the story doesn't mind that we're struggling, even if that struggle is with her. For what God desires, the reason God shows up on the riverbank or in a hospital room or at a graveside or in the simplest moments of our lives, our day-to-day normal lives, is to continue to be in relationship with us. And yes, we might wrestle with God. I don't think wrestling is a bad thing. We might not take direction easily. I think all of us here at Northminster can agree we might be a little hard-headed. We have questions and doubts. But rest assured, God has never expected us to be perfect. Jacob certainly isn't. What God expects and desires is for us, God's people, to be engaged. to be trying now final word of warning any sort of wrestling changes us sometimes it yields blessing sometimes it marks and wounds us and we carry those marks on with us tangling with the divine in particular promises many things but safety is not one of them But there's a blessing to be had in the wrestling. Just don't be surprised if you come away from an encounter with the eternal with a blessing and a limp. friends as we come to this time of communion we remember that this is the table of the heavenly feast the joyful celebration of the people of God Christ invites everyone to eat of the bread of life to drink of the cup of the new covenant for as Jesus said I am the bread of life those who come to me shall never hunger those who believe in me shall never thirst In the beginning, God provided every plant-yielding seed and every tree with seed and its fruit for food. And when the Israelites were in the wilderness, God sent them miraculous food from heaven called manna. Later, when the crowds were hungry, Jesus fed over 5,000 with two fish and five loaves of bread. And when two were walking toward Emmaus, grieving the loss of their friend, they recognized him. The anointed one, when the three of them broke bread together. This is not my table. This is not Northminster's table. This is Christ's table. We are the guests, and Christ is the host. There is a seat here with your name on it. So kick off your walking shoes and make yourself comfortable. We are on holy ground. All are wanted, and all are welcomed here with our doubts. Our shortcomings our failures our grief no matter what you bring with you to this table you aren't just tolerated you were overwhelmingly welcomed and wanted thanks be to God for a love like that now if you would please join me in the Lord's Prayer our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The night before Jesus died was a solemn time around that table, because of his relentless pursuit of love, he would be seized by those in power. But before he was taken, Jesus introduced this meal to his followers. For even though he knew the end was coming, Jesus joined with those he loved, and as the night lengthened, he took a simple portion of bread, he blessed it, he broke it, and he gave it to them saying, remember me. And then after supper was over, Jesus took a cup, he filled it with wine, and he blessed it as he poured it, reminding the disciples that he would go to the ends of the earth out of love for them. My friends, the good news is that Christ does the same for us every day. Amen. Amen. We are blessed once again my friends to have new members joining us today Uh, we continue to grow and it continues to be exciting so uh, Darby and Shelby if you would come up and join me please as they're coming let me tell you Darby and Shelby have been visiting with us for a while found us through Neela Pride through the event in June just come stand right here I don't bite I promise and have been here faithfully coming every week participating in things volunteering and y'all they have background working with kids and youth so this is a wonderful addition beyond just them as people joining our congregation so Darby and Shelby we are thrilled that you are here and tell me the last name because it's different on Facebook miles and Shepherd correct okay hopefully you've had a chance to meet these lovely ladies if not please introduce yourselves after our worship service This is kind of a scary thing, jumping into a new community, but I have promised them there is nowhere you will be loved or appreciated more just for being yourselves. So I hope you feel that. We are thrilled that you are here. My friends, if you agree to this, if you are supportive of these lovely ladies as they join our congregation, will you please respond with yes? Yes. Yes. I hope you felt how loud that was. (laughs) Greet them, as I said, after the worship service. We are glad that you are here and you may go back to your seats now, thank you so much. hear this benediction may God bless you with a distaste for superficial worship so that you will live deep within your soul may God bless you with anger at prejudice so that you will work for justice may God bless you with tears for those who sorrow so that you will offer comfort and may God bless you with enough foolishness to believe that you can make a difference in the world go be salty amen